it's another episode of Sports Yak Podcast. Who types this stuff? Just run it, hit play, hear it, get it done with. I'm Jim Shorts. I'm an icon. The class of 2019 Indiana Sports Writer and Sportscasters Hall of Famer Chuck Freebie. And the other butt monkey. Who cares? Hit the subscribe button. I'd hate to miss a second of this junk. Sports Yak, the podcast. Now that's good. Now turn it off. Welcome, everybody, to episode 10 of Disney Plus Reviews. I'm one of your co-hosts, Phil Souza, and I'm here with my good friend, co-host, and the guy who's the Woody to my Buzz Lightyear, it's Jack Alterman. You got a friend in me. You got a friend in me. I don't know the word to this song, but you got a friend in me. Thanks, Paul, Randy <laughs> Newman. I almost said Paul Newman. I would love to see, I would love to hear Adam Sandler doing... You got a friend. Friend Andy does the best Randy Newman impression you ever heard. Oh, really? Um, I love, love to hear it. It's it's the best. It's it's the best. It's the best. We just keep winning. It's the best. Um, it's January 2020, and there's no more Mandalorian, not for at least another year. Uh, we, um, if you're just joining us for the podcast, let me say we are an unofficial Disney Plus podcast reviewing the most popular stuff on Disney Plus. Uh, we just wrapped up a season of our show basically covering every episode of The Mandalorian. So if you are just now tuning into our podcast and you've watched The Mandalorian, obviously with, um, watch The Mandalorian first before you go back and listen to those episodes. We spoil every single part of every single episode. Um, but we'd love for you to go back and, and listen to those. I think we did a pretty good job. I'm pretty proud of, of our kind of... Um, assessment of those episodes the mandalorian episodes as they released uh we we just you know with every episode that came out we talked about it so you'll get to hear us like making some guesses and some predictions some of which we were right about some of which we were wrong about um and i think those are just fun to go back and listen to so i definitely checked those out uh but today uh because mandalorian is over we are moving on with our lives with our with our world mm-hmm. our disney plus world and moving on to other things um, last week we kind of teased that we were going to do a Pixar review, just kind of talk about Pixar in general. Uh, obviously most, not all, but most of the Pixar movies are on Disney plus. Um, so it's just kind of your one-stop shop to watch all things Pixar, which is pretty cool. And for a pretty cheap price to seven bucks a month. Um, and so we're going to talk about Pixar just in general. I watched, uh, two Pixar movies this week. Um, wow. I, yeah, I, I thought I'd at least get one in, but I got two in. Um, mm. One of which I'd never seen before, so um, I'll kind of give it a review of that movie that I watched. Uh, and we're gonna that'll be kind of part one of the show. Part two, I want to talk about have like a brief. I don't think it'll take very long, but a brief conversation about um, movies that are delayed on Disney Plus and why is that, and several different reasons why uh, some movies are not. As of the time of this recording in January 2020, not on the service. Of course, if you're listening to this in the future, uh, they are probably available. Everything's available. Yeah, the in whole the, world. Well, in the future, in 20 years, <coughs> Disney will own Disney everything. Plus will own everything. Yeah, yeah. We will all report to Disney Plus. <laughs> you will report to Disney Plus, or else you uh, will get assimilated into the matrix. Yeah, 
it's the Borg of, of movies. You will be digitized. <laughs> you will Dig- be you will di- be assimilated. Digitize this one. <laughs> no. Uh, we like to end every show with what else are you watching on Disney Plus? And I actually have a, a really cool one uh, to to suggest for that segment. Uh, and then we'll talk about at the very end. We'll talk about what we're going to cover next week. Just so if you want to kind of follow along with us and watch the same things we're watching to kind of jump in with the conversation, uh, albeit uh, one sided. <laughs> conversation uh we'll, we'll kind of let you know what we're going to do next week Fun. so uh we're kind of in a holding pattern throughout J- january and then in february we'll probably go back to another series and review every episode of that uh right now we are thinking uh the final season of the clone wars yes. uh, which releases in february so it's exciting um anyways, exciting time jack pixar pixar what are your thoughts i remember very vividly when toy story came out and i thought this is different something's different about this the way it was done. And if you go back and watch the original Toy Story and, and then you turn around and watch Toy Story 4. Yeah. 4? Yeah. You're just like, wow. Like, it's come so far. Yeah. But in, in 1995, right? Isn't that when Toy Story came out? Yeah. It was, like, epic. Like, it was like, I cannot believe this is possible. And then the, there was a computer game. I remember there being a computer game that was a Toy Story computer game. And then it kind of, it tied, I don't necessarily tie it in well, but it was like, yeah, this makes sense. And like the, it was computer, gra- you know, computer graphics. Are you talking too. about the Super Nintendo game? There was a Super Nintendo game. There was also just a straight up PC. Did we game. we owned that game and we played the crap out of it. Yeah, it's great. I love so, that game. So you, you know what I'm saying? Like they did a good job of tying those things in. Let's talk about 1995. So yeah. like that that as far as animated pictures go and stuff like that, it was like nothing anybody had ever seen before. Like yeah, I remember, level. I remember going to the theaters. Uh, keep in mind, like in 1995. Most people don't even have personal computers at home. Like this is this is a completely different world. This is almost twenty five years ago. Yeah. Um. So, uh, well, yeah, exactly twenty five years ago yeah, this year, which is nuts. And so, like, I mean, we had we had a PC at home. Uh, we I think maybe got the internet that year. Like, I, so this is a very very different time in our history in our technology history. I remember going to see the, the 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 original Toy Story movie in the theater with friends, and on the way they were there, we were saying. So the whole movie is made by computers? Like, computers made this movie. I mean, like, obviously, people had to, like, click the mouse and stuff like that. But, like, like no one drew anything, like, with a, with a, like a pencil on a, on a piece of paper. Yeah. Like, it's all, like, computers generated this yes, animation. animation. And it was so weird. Like, it, it was just bizarre that, that this was even, like, a full-length So there had been other movies, and Pixar had even done some, like, sh- some little shorts and stuff like that. But to have a full feature-length film completely computer generated was so bizarre to the world uh and for it to be to come out and be a smash hit like i could see it for any theater for any studio to hit a home run on their very first movie is extremely rare for that for pixar to be able to pull it off with a brand new medium a brand new technology that had never been used before and the movie being great is just like that that kind of lightning in a bottle will never strike again well and the big thing with um, computer-generated image, we used to talk when, on the horrible, horrible movie podcast. We would talk about I would talk about Jurassic Park being kind of the thing. It would happen in '93. Yeah. So if you saw computer-generated images after '93, and they were in a big-budget movie and they were kind of they were kind of crappy, you'd be like, "How's that possible?" Mm-hmm. There was Jurassic Park. Well, Toy Story now made computer generated images for and I don't want to say cartoons but cartoons possible you know animated you yeah. know things possible 
Because before that, the computer-generated stuff we'd seen wasn't very good. And I, I always liken it back to, like, TV. Well, not TV. There's a, the Langoliers, which is a, <laughs> a, a book by Stephen King that, that was made into a movie. For And it's like, I just remember seeing it on TV a lot. Yeah. So and the was, CGI in it was so bad. Yeah, it's... Like, it was, like, beyond bad, like, stupid looking. So, not only... There was CGI before this movie, but it had not been, like, the entire film was made in CGI. And even the CGI that was in, like, very short snippets, even in the early 90s, right before this movie came out, was not good. Uh-uh. And so, the fact that they did, like, a whole, like, whatever it is, 100-minute long movie, entirely 100% in CGI was just mind-blowing. What an arduous journey that was probably to oh, yeah. create that thing. And I, I can't remember the exact history of it. I feel like I should know since I'm such an Apple guy. But um, at this, I think it was during this time period. Um, I think it was maybe even before Toy Story came out. But at some point, Steve Jobs actually became like the CEO or some kind of director at Pixar. And and end, ended up, I think, owning Pixar or running the show at <laughs> Pixar before he his you know big return to Apple in the early 2000s, I think it was. Um, but yeah, I, I'm sure Steve Jobs had a lot to do with um, just kind of the direction of the studio at that time too. He was very innovative. Well, and uh, just the just the way it was put together in general. You know, Joss Whedon is one of the people that wrote the screenplay for Toy Story. Oh, for the original? Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. It's weird. It's just crazy to think about. Yeah. Also, Jim Varney's in it. I love Jim Varney. Me too. Ernest P. World. Um, yeah, man. Um. It's hard to beat that first movie. I, for me, like oh, as time has gone on and I've seen 20 more, there's 21 movies that Pixar has made as of the time of this recording. There's actually two coming out this year and neither of them are sequels, which is crazy to me. What are they? Um, uh, one of them is that, uh, I think it's called is it Just Beyond. Mm-hmm. Um, let me look it up here. Uh, it's th- Their output continues. I'm sorry, it's not Beyond, it's Onward. Uh, and then the other one is Soul. And so, and then they have another one that's, um, I think, announced called Gigantic, but I don't know if that one's coming out this year. But um, they are continuing to put out an amazing amount of movies uh, pretty frequently. And, uh, you know, so here's here's my, I, I, you don't have to agree with me, mm-hmm. that here, my take on the original movie, the original Toy Story, is that is fantastic story, obviously great characters. Um, it's, if I were to rank that movie amidst, everything else and you think about the great movies that they've released like monsters incorporated um up wally you know um incredibles it's for me it's it's hard to go back to like have you gone back and and watched it recently yeah it's not not as good our our three-year-old our our, uh, jordan our three-year-old is super into toy story so we've watched a lot of toy story over the last few months she has five toy story characters as toys now like at home that she plays with all the time she's big she's a huge toy story fan um going back and watching the the original movie it's not as good for me it's not as good as two and three and and they were figuring some things out so yeah and but and the CGI is rough to go 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 back to, like go twenty five years back to, even though at the time no one had ever seen anything like it. So, um, so the parent company, by the way, I'm just gonna give you this one. The parent yeah, yeah. company for Pixar from 1979 to 1986 was Lucasfilms. Okay. Um, the owner of it, uh, when it had an owner before it became just conglomerated into Disney, uh, from 86 to 2006 was Steve Jobs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, did he create the studio then, or did he? Technically just kinda... speaking, he was the largest shareholder, and he had been the biggest funder. Okay. Of the thing, yeah, I knew he was. Funding. He was big in that. So, 
I and you know some I'm sure some like super Steve Jobs fans would say oh like you know Pixar would have never done any of that without Steve Jobs I don't know that I agree with that I I I, I do love Steve Jobs and everything he's done for technology but um you know I I feel like someone else probably could have taken the helm as well but uh he definitely has a lot of influence on that especially if not him Ashton Kutcher yeah probably done oh one of the two for sure yes um but yeah his innovation his ability to take but uh, like burgeoning technologies and blow them up into something huge um obviously he left his imprint on that so he did in fact toy story an american original onward so yeah onward and soul are the ones that are coming out in 2020 um they're they're coming out only three months apart which is really weird uh and the fact that they're both brand new property ips they're not like you know they're not sequels to any other thing that they've done in the past uh brand new characters brand new stories uh they're coming out in march and june um this year so like honestly you, you may uh probably not i was gonna say you could probably see them on the same day but they probably would fade one out and then and then the other yeah. one will come in but um yeah it's it's a little weird that they're coming in such close proxi- proximity but um there it is so here are the two movies the pixar movies that i watched this week um and i watched them both last night both of them back to back uh finding nemo okay and finding dory okay so i watched both of those movies back to back last night uh, one of them we watched with Jordan, our three-year-olds. Uh, the second one, she had already gone to bed, and I watched Finding Dory. I had never seen Finding Dory until last night, so I, I'm coming fresh off of the heels of just watching that for the first time. What do you think? F- Finding Dory is a much, much better movie <laughs> than the original, and that is probably not a popular opinion. Um, I did some little bit of research before doing this episode, and I found like five. I just picked like the top five in Google, uh, you know, best Pixar movie ever ranking pages. And four out of the five had Finding Nemo in their top five. They said Finding Nemo is one of the best Pixar movies of all time. For me, honestly, Finding Nemo may be my bottom five. Like it's, it's, it's definitely my bottom 10, maybe my bottom five. Um, really? I, I think Finding Nemo is highly overrated. Um, and here's why. The, the movie is very serious. And I don't think that... There are times where Pixar does serious right. Mm-hmm. Like I think Up is phenomenal. I think Wally is phenomenal. There are some movies that have been released where I think Pixar is really saying something about the world and is, um, I think Inside Out has, in its serious moments, are really meaningful. Um, in Finding Nemo, there's almost not, it's very serious and yet not meaningful in, in any way, shape, or form for me. And I'm just saying for me. Mm-hmm. But like, that obviously the, the main theme of Finding Nemo is about uh, letting go, letting your child come into it, his or her own. Like, um, you know, that Nemo, you know, kind of gets lost and, and, you know, obviously Marlon has to go out there and find him. And at the end, he realizes, hey, you can't just helicopter mom or ho- helicopter dad this child yeah. for the rest of your life. Yeah, he, because, has to, he has yeah. to live his own life. Yeah, just because you, lo- you lost Finn. <laughs> Doesn't mean I'm going to lose a fan, Dad. <laughs> Lucky Finn. Um, but that's kind of the only thing that the movie has to say. And it says it for, you know, an hour and 35 minutes. So, right. um, honestly, the the movie only really has something to preach about for about 10 minutes of the movie. And the rest of, like, the 100 minutes or whatever of the movie is just action set pieces. And it's it's literally one note. Like, it's them. Okay, how's he, how are they going to escape the sharks? Right. How, how are they going to escape the jellyfish? The dentist office. How are they going to escape the... Yeah. I think the biggest escape in all of it is the dentist office. I did like... The, the dentist office heist, smart. basically, is smart. was really smart. Mm. It, I, that was probably my favorite part of the movie. Well done. Um, and, you, and obviously, Dory is, is hilarious, but she's much funnier in Finding Dory. Um, 
the the Marlin and Dory scenes mostly are about them just escaping things that are trying to eat them. And, and can that, I say that's this, most of the movie. Phil, and can I just I, I hate to speak any reality into this. Yes. But there's I thought about it a lot. There's no way they escaped that dentist office in real life. Yeah. No way. Like I'm just saying I, I understand okay, what? listen, I know this cartoon. Have you have you seen Finding Dory? There's there's crazy like there's crazier things that happen in finding Dory. Well, I'm telling you right now, there's no way they escape that. And you're you know, you know what I'm saying I, I don't yeah. want to limit fish. <laughs> I know people are listening and they really want these fish to have the same you know abilities that we have. Yeah, same lives. They, they want us they to have, have rights. Well, but they can't do this. <laughs> no, they they can't, can't escape this. They had to have a fish bowl. They had to have a um a tank. Then they had to have quick access to the ocean. It's not possible, guys. No. No. Stop kidding yourselves. Uh, to be fair, they would have never gotten out without that pelican flying into the dentist. Absolutely. Wreaking havoc. But. So I'm just, it's lower on my list because <laughs> the reality factor of it. Oh, yeah. Like, like, like a movie like Up. Yeah. Totally could happen. Yeah, yeah. You know, in real life. I mean, houses flying with balloons. Uh, inside Out. Mm hmm. It happens to us all the time. Yep. People anyway. living inside our brains. Ratatouille. <laughs> Rat Chef. I mean, it happens all the time. I mean, we see these things. But I'm drawing the line at finding at finding. That's where the line. Okay. I'm drawing the line at finding. Okay, email. all right. Um, that said, Brett fi- <laughs> uh, Finding Dory um, is well with in my top five uh, Pixar movies of all time out of twenty one. Um, that movie is consistently funny. Uh, the actors are way. I think the cast is bigger and better than the first one. Um, I feel like it has more like stronger themes in it. Um, I love the storytelling in that movie. Like, um, I guess spoilers for Finding Dory if you haven't, it came out a couple years ago. Spoilers. Um, but spoilers for Finding Dory. Um, skip ahead five minutes, I guess, if you don't want to hear this. But, uh, she, the, the story, the tra- storytelling mechanism in that movie is based on her inability. She's an unreliable narrator and the fact that she can't remember See, anything. And I've only seen this one once. I've only seen Finding Dory one time. Yeah. Well, you and me both, but I, so I saw it last night. But it's not as ingrained <laughs> in my head. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, she is remembering things little bit by bit throughout the entire movie. And so, whereas a lot of movies kind of give you flashbacks periodically throughout the film to kind of flesh out the story, it's happening for her in real time. Like, she, it's not like her character. Uh, remembers all this stuff, but the audience is being left let in on it. She's being let in on it at the same time that we are. And I, I thought that was just really brilliant storytelling. It's something that you really can't do unless, like, uh, other than, like, the Bourne movies, where, like, Jason Bourne literally has the same problem. He has amnesia and doesn't remember these things. Um, it's really hard to do this in a film. And so the fact that she has that, that inability, I was going to say ability, inability to remember things, um, makes the storytelling, I think, really exciting. And um, it, it is way funnier than the first one. Like, the, the first one, I don't even think was trying to be funny for most of the film. Um, this one is trying to be funny, and I think it nails it. I think it's it's up there for me with the same kind of humor as Toy Story. Like, if you, wa- if you like the humor in Toy Story 4, for example, uh, it's the same kind of silly... Um, you know, kids will giggle and laugh, kind of, kind of silliness in this movie as there as there are in the two Toy Story movies. Um, I think Dory is honestly one of the most fascinating characters that in any Pixar movie. Like her, just um, her innocence that again comes from her not remembering, but also willingness to just just keep swimming is kind of the big phrase. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like, won't stop, can't stop, won't stop. Just like has that um, that fervor for like 
you know, I'm I'm gonna figure this out. I'm gonna keep trying stuff until until I can't try anymore, yeah. type of thing. Um, the the octopus, which I I gotta look it up. I think the octopus. He sounds like the dad from Modern Family. Um, oh, it's Ed, Ed O'Neill. It is okay. Yeah, it's Ed O'Neill. So there's two characters from Modern Family. I, Modern Family is one of my favorite comedies of all time. Uh, I I don't have to look this one up because I recognize his voice is very recognizable. But um, the guy that plays the beluga, there's a beluga whale in it. And it's uh, Ty Burrell, also from yes. Modern Family. Yes. So, um, so the grandpa and the dad uh, in Modern Family are both in this movie, um, which is immediately, you know, scales it up for me just because I, I love those those actors. But um, Sigourney Weaver is like, do you remember the Sigourney Weaver stuff? Mm-hmm. So, the, the other here's the other thing I really like about Finding Dory, and something I did not see coming mm-hmm. uh, after w- watching the the prequel half of this movie more than half of this movie i would say probably 60 percent of the movie takes but takes place above water so about 40 only about 30 or 40 percent of it is actually in the ocean Mm. the other 60 percent is all above water and again not possible not possible uh they survive by you know getting into glasses of water and little fish fish tanks and puddles and uh, you know a number of different things there's a driving scene where they're driving a car like it's it is very uh scaled up and very epic compared to the first movie um the uh, Sigourney Weaver is like the voice of this like sea world, basically. Like again, about half of the movie takes place in the sea world above grounds mm-hmm. uh, area, and they they explore the entire um, facility. Like they're in quarantine, they're in um, you know the the open ocean building, which is like this huge aquarium. Um, I, I just loved how they were just gallivanting around this entire place and just finding ways to locomotion in the movie I think is half of the fun yeah. whereas in the first movie I didn't really care like where they were getting or how they were getting anywhere like this one was the the fun was seeing like how are they going to pull this off how are they going to get to this place uh, above ground so um but yeah the all the characters I think were were really funny and and admirable here and here's the last thing I'm going to say cuz I know I've been going kind of long on this it's segment fun. but um my 3-year-old uh, what nearly had to stop watching finding finding Nemo like two or three times because of how uh how much terror she was feeling watching it like it is very ominous scary and like yeah they like she she thought they were going to die like legit die in the middle of the movie yeah. um in finding dory they take all that stuff out and I think it's a lot more accessible for people with kids. Um, I don't know that she'll want to go back and watch Finding go back and watch Finding Nemo anytime soon because she's she's a little too young, honestly, to have seen it. Probably, mm-hmm. um, Finding Dory is a movie that she'll want to watch again and again. I, I can I can call that That's already. Cool. She hasn't seen it yet, but I know she's going to want to see it over and over again. It's not quite so, terror filled. Now this is the weird part. Finding Dory on most people's list is like sixteenth, seventeenth, a little lower. Is is way down to the bottom. Do you know what it made? I, I flipped those. Do you, know, do you have it pulled up right there? You, oh, how look, much look, it made? Look, look, look the amount that it made. Oh yeah, yeah, a billion dollars, a, a literal billion. Yeah, one point zero two nine billion. Um, that and that's just in the box office. Who knows what that thing's made? But it on, had a two hundred like, million dollar budget, which is yeah, it made it made offered. five times over its budget. So yeah, crush, it's crushes back the green sea turtle. I, I don't understand the the criticalness of this movie. Like a lot of critics, I mean, it, it has like a ninety four percent on Rotten Tomatoes, so it's not like a, a bad movie. But um, people put this way down the list, like bottom five of most lists. So. I think of some of the pacing stuff, and I think that I don't know. Like maybe it's I don't know if it, that it's that deep. I just think it's 
I don't know. Like the overall narrative, not the narrative, but like the overall tone of it, maybe. Yeah. I, where I could see what one review that I read um, said that um, it, it basically is a rehash of the first movie, um, that they're just trying to find a family member. Mm-hmm. Um, the movie is called Finding Dory, but it's it's ma- mainly about Dory finding her parents. Um, and so there's nothing new with this one because she's just trying to get to her parents, just like Marlon's trying to get to Nemo in the first one. Right. Um, but for me, like it, this was just a lot more exciting because she's she's not just trying to find lost parents. She's the one that's lost. And I think that's why it's ultimately called Finding Dory. It's about right. her finding herself. Mm-hmm. Um, but she is only able to find them in the end because she slowly, bit by bit, remembers how to, how to get to the place where they are. Um, so I, I, th- I thought it was great. I, it's, it's in my top five Pixar movies of all time. And that could be some recency bias. Ask me in a couple of years if I still like it as much as I did. But um, um, The last Pixar movie I saw was about a week and a half ago, and it oh, was yeah. Monsters, Inc. Or no, Monsters University. Okay. And it, it is good. It's not near as good as Monsters, Inc. But Yeah, yeah. Mon- Monsters University is usually pretty da- low down the list And as it's well. like the third time I've seen Monsters University. I would, I would say I, I kind of did like a brief ranking of all the movies. Yeah. Um, before we came into the studio, um, I met Monsters University kind of right down the middle. Um, for me, I I think half of the movies are better and half the movies are, are worse. But um, I did you like have seeing. A, you have a one through twenty one. I do. Um, do you can, want me to? Uh, I'm going to go. Here's, here's what I'd like to do. Yeah, yeah. I can. I can I've got a list. Okay. But it's brought to you by our friends at Ranker.com. Oh, we love Ranker. I'll do this, and then we'll compare it to Phil's list. Okay. For people who don't know, Ranker is like a, a crowdsourced. Um, ranking site ranker.com rank everything yeah anyone anyone can go to ranker.com and just and just affect ranks you so. click up or down on it you vote vote for everything is what it says yeah all right number 21 phil what what's phil got okay well it's oh well, you do what you want to do my, my list is one through 19 um there, there there's one movie i haven't seen and one movie i haven't seen in 12 years so um i have not seen coco yet so i can't rank that okay. one okay yeah that, Eric Dyson really likes coco right yeah, he loves that movie um, and I've heard really great things. It's the, good. The I've music it. is good. phenomenal. Phenomenal. Yeah, it really is. Um, so I've not seen that one yet. Uh, Ratatouille, I've only seen once. Wow, it's great. And I, and I saw it when it first released, which mm-hmm. I, I believe was 2007. So at the time of this recording, 12 and a half years ago. Yeah. And I've not seen it since. I so love I, I honestly, 12 and a half years, I don't remember. I don't remember anything from 12 uh, and a half years good, ago. The Good Dinosaur is one that I have not seen. Okay. That's, I, the only, that's literally the only one on this list I have not seen. Uh, the Good Dinosaur is last on my list. So you, you're not missing much. Okay, I've heard that. That's too. number 19 I've for heard me. that as well. All right. Are you ready? Yes. So you want me to start with 19 or 21? I'll do 20, uh, do on 21. Do 21. 21 on Ranker.com for be- worst to best. Best to worst. How are you going to say it? And we, should, we should say this right at the top. 21. There's no such thing as a, as a terrible Pixar, Pixar movie. No, they do a great job. Like even and the they good, all make money. Even The Good Dinosaur, which I don't think is that great, is still better than a lot of animated movies out but there. But so. number 21, <laughs> and I th- I disagree with this, on Ranker.com, is Cars 3. Okay. Cars 3. 3, not 2. Yeah. I'm going to put that one. I'm going to rank that one up. So there you go. You would probably put Cars 2 as your last? I think Cars 2 is horrible. It's a bad movie. But I think Cars 3 is pretty good. Yeah. I kind of like Cars 3. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, and then we're going to go ahead and go to number 20. Yeah. Number 20 on Ranker.com's list of Pixar movies. Number 20 is The Good Dinosaur. Okay. With, with everyone that you say, I'm going to tell tell where I put it in my list. Giddy up. So Car, Cars 3, I had three from the bottom. Okay. So uh, the only movie that's worse for me is Cars 2. Okay. Number 19 on Ranker.com's list, Cars 2. Yeah, that's second from the bottom for me. 
pretty horrible. That movie's not good, man. Like it's it's I, I say that it is it is fun to watch, but uh, it's really hard to go back to. But you know what they screwed up with on Cars two was that Cars one was Cars one had its own tone. Mm-hmm. It has had its own thing going on. What made it great was Radiator Springs and yeah. and just the things all about the people there and the, or the cars there and yada 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 and the racing. And then they went Cars two is like a spy movie about cars. Yeah. Weird. Anyway. It's really weird. And lots, oh. lots of tow mater in that one. Oh, man. What do you got? Uh, well, anytime you can get, uh, what's his face? Larry the Cable Guy. Yeah. You know, you got a, a winner. What's your number 19? Uh, the Good Dinosaur. The Good Dinosaur. Yeah. Okay, number 18 on Ranker.com, Toy Story 4. Ooh, man, that's low. Really low. I I have now, I, this could be recency bias again because we just, literally just saw the movie six months ago. But um, I have Toy Story Four as fourth on my list overall. I love that movie. Well, and I think it's because partially they have 126 ups and 39 downs. Well, the rest of these movies have a lot more votes on them. Yeah, and I wonder if they have some sort of little like Ooh. aggregator that makes it not just That's go to true. the top immediately. Well, yeah, because a lot of people haven't seen Toy Story 4 Because the percentage is a lot higher for their ups and the downs on this one. I think Weird. that will change once Toy Story 4 comes out on video and everyone has a copy of it. So Interesting. Okay. Um, what do you got for 18? I mean, I already said. I'll, I'll just say the ones that... Okay. Like, when you say a movie, I'll tell, tell them where I put it on my 17 list. on the Ranker.com list is Incredibles 2. Dude, that... Okay, so you ready for this? I don't like it. You don't like it? No, I didn't really Incredibles like it. 2 is my number one. What? That's my favorite Pixar movie. Oh my gosh. I love Incredibles. I, I love Incredibles 2. Really? Dude, it's so funny and I, I love the characters. It's all right. I, I love Elastigirl. She is honestly so here's you want to know what I said when Absolutely I, when I left the, when I left the theater. Yes. So as Jessica and I, my wife Jessica and I were leaving the theater, I I, I literally this, this will pain you probably for me to say this, but uh, I looked at her and I said, that's not just one of the best Pixar movies ever made. I think it's one of my favorite superhero movies, period. Wow. Like like taking into account the MCU, um, everything X-Men, like all the all the best super ba- you know, even the Batman and Christopher Nolan Batman movies. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I would go back and watch Incredibles 2 just as much as any of those movies. Good. I, good I love Incredibles 2. I, I mean it, it has one of the best action scenes. I've seen per- it a couple period. times. He like he likes it. Yeah, the the scene where Elastigirl is chasing after that train and is like just like leaping across buildings and flipping and um like um slingshotting herself. I I was enraptured, man. Like yeah. I, I and I, I the 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 fight scene between uh Baby Jack Jack and the raccoon is one of the fu- is one of yeah, the har- hardest right. hardest scenes I've ever laughed yeah, in any funny. Pixar movie. It's so hilarious. I've I've gone back and watched just that clip. You can find it on YouTube. Just the like the three minute fight scene. <laughs> it's the three. It's long. It's a long three minute fight scene between Baby Jack Jack and this raccoon. I I watched that over and over again with with Jordan, and we just sit there and just cackle at it. Man, it is so funny. It's awesome. So well, good. Yeah, I I good. like that movie probably more than most, and obviously they had it pretty low, but I, I that's my number one. 16 on the Ranker.com list is Finding Dory. Like you said earlier, yeah, a lot of people don't rank this that high. I don't understand. I don't it's know. hilarious, man. Great movie. Well, a lot of people like it, but a lot of people don't like it, apparently. Brave, number 15. I put that 10. I, I That's another movie I've only seen once and I don't remember a lot of, but um, fun fact, uh, recently Jordan fun and I <laughs> Jordan and I read uh, a Brave book like an adaptation book it's a four three-year-olds with lots of pictures Mm -hmm. and kind of low on story i forgot how much i like that story like the the story of 
um, basically like it's because of magic and stuff like that, her dad turns into a bear and then eventually like her, um, her kid brother, sister, they, they get turned into animals. And, um, it's a, it's a lot about marriage and, um, uh, you know, basically like the, the way that the movie starts for those who haven't seen or haven't seen it in a while is there's like a archery tournament type of thing. And the winner of the archery tournament gets to marry her. So like she has no choice in the matter. It's kind of a arranged marriage type of situation and has a lot to say about that and about how, um, like she wants to choose. She actually wins the archery tournament. Like she, it's kind of Robin hood style, but she like disguises yeah. herself, whatever wins the archery tournament. Mm-hmm. And she says, I'm not marrying any of these fools. And, um, it's, a, there's a, a lot of mother daughter stuff in the movie like her kind of coming to terms with her mother on how things are going to go. And it's a coming of age tale yeah. about her too. So I like it. It's not, I liked it. It's not as, as a uh, captivating as some of their other stuff for me, but I, I liked it. I thought it was a good movie, um, but it's kind of polarizing because on, on here it has like 1300 votes to 1200 votes ups and downs. So 1300 yeah. ups and 1200 downs. It's, so. it's worth noting that this is um, Pixar's single princess movie. Like it's the only movie that they've done that has a Disney princess in it. That's so, interesting. Yeah, it's interesting. Huh. Uh, fourteen on Ranker.com's list of uh, Pixar movies. Number fourteen is Coco. Yep, still need to see it, man. Um, pretty good, pretty good. I think that so you, you liked it. I liked it, but now you're getting into some realm of movies that I kind of do like a lot. So 14, 13, maybe the highest on my list it would possibly get. Here, here are like the three things I I know about Coco. Um, visually gorgeous. I, I've heard that it's just absolutely stunning to watch, like visually. Mm-hmm. Uh, the music is incredible, uh, and I've heard some of it, and it is, it is really good. Um, so I feel like it, the main song in that was nominated for some awards and stuff like that, so I, I think yes. a, a lot of people respect it. Uh, and very divergent from typical Pixar, because it, it's oh, it, exploring a non-American culture uh, with a... Uh-huh. Day of the Dead kind of um, yeah. setting that yeah, a lot about, of Americans don't know about. Well, and what it had to do is it had to like, I almost said promote, but it's not really that even. It's had to almost describe and explain this other culture that a lot of people don't know about without telling too much about it. Yeah, over-explaining. It's good storytelling. Yeah. To be able to just sit down and watch a movie, like I couldn't. I need I mean, to watch it soon. Yeah, it's good. Uh, we almost watched it last night, but that talk about movies we probably shouldn't let our three-year-old see. We, I just think she would have so many more questions, <laughs> and well, you'd be like, well, I mean... I want to I want to wait until she's old enough to really understand what it is. And visually, it's, it's skeletons. Yeah, so, it's, I mean, it's she not, may... Be, that may freak her out. Like she, she would watch it thinking it's about like ghouls and goblins and stuff, and that's and not... it's really that's not. not I, I mean, it's not... It's a whole other... Uh, it's other world stuff. We were talking about Coco this morning. Je- you know what Jessica says? She said uh, a lot of people kind of fear um, Day of the Dead type type of stuff. She's like, it's it's really just Veterans Day, right? Like it's just remembering people that have gone before. Yeah, they're <laughs> basically. I mean, I'm sure there's if you really get down to it, there's someone, there's some group of people that really lock into the dead aspect of it and turn yeah. it into something that you know more like ha- Halloween. I mean, Halloween for most kids yeah. is about candy, but some people go too far with it. Yeah, some people it's their holiday. Um, number 13 on Ranker.com's list, Monsters University. M-U. 13. 13. Yeah, I have it nine, so pretty close. Um, it is, um, I mean, pretty well-received movie, and I think I like those characters a lot. I mean, I mean, Billy Crystal and John Goodman are They're always awesome. Good. So. What do you think about the new characters? Did you? They're good. They're fine. I mean, yeah. meh. The, it's very different than, from the first movie from, from Monsters, Inc., meaning um, the 
Monsters Inc. was really about three characters. Um, just uh, the two main ones. I'm not including Boo. And the bad like, guy. And then the bad guy. Um, this one was like kind of like an ensemble cast. Like, yeah, yeah, and it was about their growing up college days and that sort of thing. And so I think it, it, it was a little lackluster in the fact that it was a prequel. Like we, we already kind of knew the outcome of a lot of things. Still made a lot of money, though, I'm sure. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, number 12 on the list of Ranker.com's Pixar movies, A Bug's Life. Not my favorite. Yeah. I've seen it, but I... I and it's fine. I, it's not my favorite, though. A Bug's so. Life is 14 on my list. It's pretty low. Makes sense. It's bottom five. Um, and then uh, Cars, number 11, which kind of surprised me. It's a little high for me. Huge I, huge money. Can you look up real quick? How much money did Cars make at the box office? Uh, crap, a literal metric ton. While you're doing that, I'm going to sing a song. Life is a highway. <laughs> I'm going to drive it all <coughs> Okay, so not as much as the other ones. I had $120 million budget, $462 million. Uh, it's it sounds weird that we're saying four hundred sixty two million dollar but or uh, profit or box office is is not good, but uh, compared to their other movies, it's it's not I mean, I mean half as much as some of their other ones. Um, then we get into some rarefied air in the top ten of Ranker dot com's Pixar's movies, Inside Out number ten. What do you think about Inside Out number three for me? I love um, Inside Out. I think it's great. I think it. I think it is. It, it involves some very heavy emotional stuff, and I think you see these animated movies now starting to go beyond. The old school Bugs Bunny fun yep. cartoony yada blah 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 stuff to some very meta next level uh, adult type things. Um, Inside Out is a movie that my three year old right now loves because of the silliness, because of the um, all the different characters that are very one note, you know, like anger or joy or <laughs> sadness or whatever. She loves all those characters. Uh, she loves how, how they can kind of control the girl, you know, that they live inside of. And mm-hmm. um, she thinks there's a lot of like funny moments and toys that come to life and all these different areas in her brain, these different lands. Um, but she will never understand the weight, the gravity of that movie, like what it really is saying for another five or six years oh, at yeah, least. Like, movie, yeah. it, is, it is one of those movies that is the quintessential, like adults can love it for very different reasons than the kids. The kids can en- enjoy it on a surface level, but yeah. then adults can enjoy it on a deeper level. I feel like so. it would be really hard to write that. Like those writers are pretty talented. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, number eight, Toy Story 2. Um. Yeah, I'm starting to doubt my ranking of this. <laughs> then I, I put that as number two overall. No, I think it's great. I Toy love Story Two. It's a great 2. movie. Yeah, they really hit their stride, and it wouldn't be for another what 15 years before they make Toy Story Three. Yeah, wasn't that right? That's that's true. Wasn't it a long a, time? It was a big gap. Yeah. And then like Toy Story Three was fine, and I enjoyed Toy Story Three a lot because of Lotso Hugs Bear. Yep. Because it was like such a crazy character. Yeah, that's like, it's like a crazy, that psychotic. That like, movie's an emotional grumpy ride. old man. I, I ultimately have Toy Story three l- lowered down at number eight on my list just because it's a little hard to watch. Like it's really heavy and really sad and emotional, mm-hmm. um, and it pulls on your heartstrings a little too hard. I think yeah. um, Toy Story two still has that levity, but also um, me- meaningful storytelling. And I love the idea of. I feel like all the Toy Story movies have explored kind of a different aspect of toys, and Toy Story Two is all about the uh, museumification of toys, like how toys shouldn't be played with; they should they should be um, restored and put up on a shelf, and no one ever plays with them ever again. Well, and it's like uh, um, how uh, the Lego Movie, yeah, the Lego Movie, exactly, yeah, yeah, very similar. Yeah, um, I, but for me, honestly, it's about the characters in that one. Um, that's when we're first introduced to uh, Jesse and Bullseye. <laughs> Um, and, um, we get, um, Spanish buzz and <laughs> I love, I love Spanish buzz is awesome. By the way, 
that's in two, right? Yeah, I think Spanish Buzz is in two. Uh, and then, and there's also uh, yeah, because in in three they put Buzz in his uh, reset st- like his default setting, and basically erase his mind. I think and, those are flipped. Uh, no, you're right. No, you're right. There's lots of hugs, bear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes, you're right. <laughs> big baby is my yeah, favorite person. Because two is two. Is, <laughs> hey there, big baby. Two, two has the evil buzz, um, the one that they found in um, the toy store. Yes, and then it also has a Spanish buzz where they, they put him in Spanish mode, which is hilarious. Those, those scenes are so funny. Um, I think this one on the list uh, could go either way, up or down for people. For me, it's top five for sure. Wally. I have it pretty low on my list. Here's, here, I love it. Here's my the best part of that movie is the second half, and I, the the first half of the movie for me is a little too slow. I think I, it's about I, this weird future. Yeah, I think, and I like that yeah. in movies. Uh, it's different than other Pixar movies because, man, the humans in that movie like go from like being like these degenerate characters to then at the end, at least there's some, and there's not very many humans in Pixar movies. Pixar movies don't it's have true. a lot of humans in them. True. Yeah, and so the now the humans in the Pixar movie, and then Wally are like, he's fat, like, like their bone, like their bone density is shrunk, like right. they're, <laughs> like you know what I'm saying, they, yeah, they become I, so dependent on technology and screens. Like and I said, blah, 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 blah. if that whole movie was just the second half, I I think I actually would have enjoyed it a lot more. But, yeah, the, the first thirty minutes are I for me again probably most people slow? disagree. It's a little bit of a slog for I, me. I think I like that about Wally though because he's like it just shows you how like alone he is yeah and he's lived this existence he doesn't know anything else right and then he ha- he gets an experience with a new robot yeah. that shows up and he's been there for hundreds of years i'm assuming yeah doing that yeah it's crazy yeah anyway that's a good movie number six on the ranker.com list of pixar movies toy story three yeah again for me i have that at eight it's it's uh it's it's a toy story movie so it's going to be in my top 10 but um well, I say that I have Toy Story one pretty low, <laughs> but um, three of the Toy Story movies I have in my top ten, and and yet for me it's not um, it's a little too serious for me. Like yeah. I, I wish there was just a little bit more happiness in the movie. Um, another sad movie that ends on a high note. Let's get this <laughs> up number five on the Ranker.com list. Yeah, I have that eleven. I I need to go back and watch it. I probably am not remembering that movie as well as it is. So but, um, sad at points. But good. Yeah. Well done. I love the storytelling in that. Very good storytelling. Uh, number four. Now we're really getting into some uh, deep, deep stuff here. Number four, Monsters, Inc. <laughs> okay. I have that number six, so pretty similar. Um, and then uh, number three, The Incredibles. Um, and it um, followed by number two on the record.com list, Finding Nemo. Oh, man. That's, Isn't that crazy? Uh, that finding that ne- surprises me a lot. Finding, finding Nemo is, for me... Bottom five. It will always be bottom five for me. I I just I don't understand the love for that movie. I'm gonna give you this one. Finding Nemo has the most votes of any of these movies. Oh yeah, like straight up, most people have voted on that on that. Film. Oh, that's interesting. Weird. Like by a lot. Weird. Well, I say by a lot. It and number one. Number one is Toy Story. Which the first makes sense. one? Yeah. I, Ranker is kind of hard because it, it literally oh, is crowdsourced. Like more people have seen Toy Story so, than any other movie. And I so. think it's. It's hard to I, I we read off that list, or I read off that list. It's not subjective. So like you know what I'm saying, it's like it's one of the I, I it no rewind. It is subjective because I mean it could go either way with this and 
everyone has their own taste on these kind of movies. So yeah, anyway, there it is. So. Um, my top five is Incredibles two. I love I love that movie. Toy Story two, Inside Out. Toy Story 4, which, again, is recency biased, but I think Forky is one of the, the funniest characters they've had in any of the movies. How about Forky? Breakout, so, a so breakout great, star. It's just I, crash. I, I'll say this about Forky. Watching the trailers for that movie before going to see the actual film, I didn't think I was going to like his character. I, yeah. I, I thought, I was, oh, it's just a little too random. He's just made, literally made of trash. Like, what is this thing? Yes. And I, I fell in love with just his persona and his innocence and um, how, like, his transition from, like, literally wanting to go to the trash can every time he sees one at the beginning of the movie to the end of the movie where he's like, no, I'm a toy and, and um, uh, the girl, Bonnie, needs me. Like, I'm I'm a, like a support blanket for her, basically. Cool. Um, there's a lot of meaning in that movie. Yeah, there it's, is. It's really good. There is. And and, and cool. uh, Bunny Ducky. It's really funny. <laughs> and the other, what's his face? Uh, Mr. What's, is it, what's the doll that's really creepy? That's the uh, puppet. Vincent. Oh, uh, is it Vincent? Um, yeah, it's something like that. Is but, it Vincent Miller? Do they ever want, they're some, some of the creepiest... Uh, like really enemies in, in any Pixar movie, dude. Like, yeah, because up to this point, lots of hugs. Bear was probably the creepiest, maybe. Yeah, because Xant. What was the name of the uh, the guy in the second one? Lord Zed or oh Zoltar, yeah, Lord. or is that yeah. his, what is his name? I think it's Zed. Is it? I don't know. Anyway, but you you can imagine um, that wasn't as scary. Yeah, Lotso was a little too much for me. I, I like I I think he's. He's a strong character, and he has uh, he's very villainous. He's very broken. Yeah, and and he has he's been he has his backstory, yeah, and broken, and like <laughs> he's he's turned into this. Yeah, and that's why I think I like him so much. And he's yeah. it's uh, Ned Beatty, I think, is the the voice. It's the voice, and he's just like, oh, there, big baby, blah 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 blah. It's like just like that guy, and it's so funny, like perfect. Um. I, I wrote a couple of different comments and then we can move on to our next segment, I guess, unless you want to say more about no. Pixar, but um, you look at sequels, like movies that were quote unquote deserving of a sequel. I think some of the, some of the movies on the list that we mentioned uh, are never going to get a sequel because they're perfect as a one shot movie, like Wally, like how are they going to make a Wally sequel? I, I guess go into space somewhere else or whatever, but or that, maybe the humans come back and yeah. fall in their horrible ways and trash the earth again. I, I'd like to see a brave two. There, there's some movies on here that uh, up isn't one that we'll never get a sequel to. Um, but of all things, they made a trilogy out of cars and that blows my mind. Like that. Can, can I give you a four letter <laughs> word? <laughs> Of why they did this. Uh, is it clean? Yeah. Okay, it's a clean four-letter four word. T-O-Y-S. <laughs> toys, toys, toys. Yeah. No, you're right. The only reason. <laughs> because they are look. Hey, that first one. Have you ever seen marketing for a movie more than Cars? Like, I, we would go to the store, and there would be Cars everything. Cars blankets, Cars uh, towels. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Cars, Cars, and more Cars, and... Then, here's the best part, my favorite thing ever, you would go to the clearance section for years after, and there's piles of cars, crap everywhere. <laughs> Seriously. That's true. Cars 2 didn't have as much, because I think they made such an overrun. They're, they're probably really, I, I, don't, I don't mean to come across as um, no. sexist or whatever, but like no. it, 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 they're probably very popular with boys. Like the, those um, 
those and movies. They knew their market. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And not to say that Toy Story isn't popular with boys. I think Toy Story is probably the most um, e- even-handed. Like, I think boys and girls alike uh, probably like it about the same. Um, but yeah, they probably wanted to do a, a mo- like a movie series with uh, objects that, that boys really gravitate towards, which totally makes sense. Um, so, And they all made money. It's, it's not like they're, you know taking a loss by doing these films but no so so bizarre to me like uh toy story very deserving of a trilogy i didn't see that they i didn't never thought they would do a number four um but i loved number four um but yeah weird that they made that that first movie into a trilogy of, of films especially after cars 2 like I, after all the hate that that movie got yeah i was shocked to see them come back with a third one but they um, waited a while yeah they waited a while and they and they went the, they went back to the formula that made Cars one, yeah, uh, delicious. Like, I think so, I think some of the other ones that are, are still pretty recent. Um, I think we'll see sequels to to some of those. Maybe even like a third Mo- Monsters movie and stuff like that. Um, one movie that they definitely have had lots of time to make a sequel to, and I, I guess are, have just decided they're not, they're not going to, is A Bug's Life. Um, I, I think um, A Bug's Life was just a huge hit when it first came out. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a little difficult to go back to. The, the, it's the, only the second movie they ever made. So like, yeah, so now it's a ways the off. The animation is is a little rough at times. Um, but the movie's not bad. It's just that plot had been done so many times. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a um, Seven Samurai, um, Magnificent Seven type of story where like, you know, these, these bugs, it's a spin on it. These circus bugs come in and have to save the town uh, and they train, train them up and fight mm-hmm. them and stuff like that. Um, you know, Man- Mandalorian and Star Trek and a, a bunch of other th- uh, properties have done it. Um, I'd like to see them take that cast though. Cause I think the cast was really good and those, and they're bugs, they're literal bugs. Like that's, that's very unique um, for any kind of movie. Um, it had the very unfortunate, demise of coming out right after ants in the same year oh yeah yeah yeah. that was one of those uh deep impact <laughs> we talked about uh, armageddon that on, we talked about that on the yeah, horror movie it's podcast the deep but, impact. and we talked about that actually yeah about see, with this exact thing movies that come out together like mm-hmm. a, two totally different studios are releasing the same movie mm-hmm. um but I, i'd like to see a sequel to that so yeah i why we didn't get a bug's life 2 but we did get cars 2 and cars 3 kind of blows my mind it's interesting um okay um Real quick, um, I just kind of wanted to talk about something that we've kind of teased on some of our previous episodes. We haven't actually pr- properly had a topic about it because I, I, for me, I find this the business side of Disney Plus really fascinating. And I, I know we maybe got some adults that are listening to the, this podcast that might be interested. But um, I found an article that I thought was really good and kind of wanted to talk about it a little bit. Uh, why are some movies delayed on Disney Plus? And they actually went through uh, at least like four different categories for why movies That's would cool. be delayed. Um, yeah. And so. I think a couple of them will be obvious and then a couple of them maybe are not uh, as well common knowledge, well-known um, data. So um, the first thing is, and I think probably a lot of people have seen this on Disney Plus, when you log into Disney Plus and you find a movie that you want to watch but you can't watch it yet, it has this little red text or whatever that says, this movie's not available, it'll be available on, and then it'll follow, followed by a date. That's when the, um, the, the licensing deal probably runs yeah, out. Yeah, so the first the first reason why some movies are not currently watchable on Disney+, Plus, and it's really smart of them to have placeholders for these movies, by the way, but um, is that they have pre-existing contracts. So even before Disney+, Plus even was like, you know, even thought of by anyone as any exec at Disney, 
they already had contracts in place. So they said, Netflix, you can have this movie for the next five years. Hulu, you can do this movie for the next three years. And obviously they have to honor those contracts. They're not just going to burn bridges and say, okay, sorry, we're taking this. You can't stream it anymore and go to legal battles. And there's you know contracts. They probably lose the battles and stuff like that. So they're like, we're not going to mess with it. This stuff, like pre-existing contracts, we're going to let those ride out and then we'll eventually um, come to the service. So uh, even HBO has like exclusive rights to some of the Disney movies. Yeah. And so... Like um, the deals that they've made with those. Yeah. And so they have to honor those deals. So eventually those will expire and they won't be renewed. Right. <laughs> because Disney has their own service now. So it'll be very interesting to see Disney Plus in a couple of years where they're like owning everything in right. one house. But that's not where we are today. Right. Uh, I read uh, a bunch of articles this week about people freaking out about Home Alone and Home Alone 2 going away. This oh, week. yeah. And one of the uh, Pirates of the Caribbean movie also went away, and Sandlot went away. Okay. And people were like, where do these go? Especially Home Alone. Like, I know we're coming out of Christmas, but, like, it's a Christmas movie only because it's around Christmas time. Right. <laughs> but it's a, a kid beating up two adults, basically. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's, yeah. it can be watched any time of the year. But, uh, like, that's like hard. But exactly. Exactly. <laughs> what you were talking about, those, those pre existing deals, is why those went away. And they're talking about how they will eventually kind of come back and that sort of thing. But yeah, so th- there will be day. We c- I know we. But joke. people are not not liking that. The other thing yeah. this week, I heard a lot of people talking about uh, people ditching their subscription because of the Mandalorian going away, like being done. Yeah, I, we kind of predict- predicted that. On but that happens with that Netflix. That happens with HBO. Yeah, I'll be honest with you. It happened with me this week with HBO because I'm like, I've had I've had I've been watching The Watchmen. And okay. so, like, I'm like, eh, okay. I'm done now. There were a couple movies on there that we waited around to watch, and we finally watched them. I'm like, okay, I'm done. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm sure people did that by the millions with Game of Thrones. Like, once Game yeah. of Thrones was on, they were in HBO. Once it was it's, off, cancel it. Stranger Things on Netflix probably gets that yep, treatment, that's too. True. So Yeah. So that's that's all par for the course. Um, par the corpse. Cor- course. That's like oh, cor- I'm sorry. I'm cor- so not sorry. corpse. Par for the corpse. <laughs> that's, not, that's, NBC. that's another show. Um. Another one is, and this one I hadn't thought about as much, I, and I actually kind of noticed it earlier this week, but I hadn't really processed the information, but um, some films that you would think would be on the service are not technically owned by Disney. So, uh, for example, MCU movies, pretty much every MCU movie is on there except the most, most recently stuff, but neither of the Spider-Man movies are on there. Because they're um, Sony. Because they're, they're, they're owned by Sony. So, like, yeah. those those movies were, like, co-produced. Like, Sony right. kind of shares rights with Marvel and stuff like that, but... They share the character. They share the character. And, and, they, and they, they, they each gain from the box office, but, fo- but Sony, Sony really benefits from it. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Sony gets... So, so those are owned by Sony. Yeah. I did not know this until this morning, Jack, and I'm, I feel like a dummy. You, oh. I, I'm sure you probably no, know I, this. I won't. The, that you're a dummy? I would never say that. <laughs> uh, the Hulk is not owned by Disney. So uh, the is Hulk, it Universal? It's Universal Pictures. Yeah. So um, the you'll never, unless they work out some kind of a deal with Universal, which anything can happen, uh, Disney has the purchasing power. Um, the Hulk currently is a Universal Pictures, so you won't see the Hulk movie, like the, one, the Ed Norton one that I guess has kind of been um, forgot, yeah, forgotten which, about at Which this is point, actually but, a good movie. Yeah. <laughs> I enjoyed that movie yeah, when it I came like out. Yeah, I like that one too. Um, but, I mean, that, that movie is technically canon, like with the MCU. Like, I mean yeah. – um, uh, Black Widow's in that movie, yeah. <laughs> and um, but I think that's why Marvel did some weird stuff with. They just did some weird stuff with that character, but they had rights to the character, yeah, so they could use them. So that's why that that explains a, a totally separate question from 
this current discussion, but um, that's why you don't see the Hulk in his own movie because they don't own the rights to him. So, like when you like when people talk about how like Thor Ragnarok is one of the best Hulk movies we've ever gotten, it's because they literally cannot do a Hulk movie. Right? Like they they well, have to, they have to put him in these. They other could movies. do the Spider Man thing that, that that Marvel's done where they're like, okay, now Universal, Universal and true. Marvel Studios could co op together. Yeah. But I don't know that they feel like it's justified as much as Spider-Man, where they know the Spider-Man movie is going to make them a lot of money because they've done a billion of them now and yeah. changed the actor three times. So. so yeah, so you can watch the Hulk plenty on Disney Plus, but not in his own I, film. I have great news along these same lines. Oh yeah, there are things that you know maybe aren't Disney, but since they purchased Fox, so that right, I've got great news for you, Phil. Oh yeah, you can watch. Fantastic Four: Rise of the Silver Surfer. Oh, I'm so excited! Uh, you can watch it now. I know you've been wanting to watch it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, How many streams do you think they've gotten on that movie? Oh, I bet some. <laughs> I I would love to see the streaming numbers on each movie. On um, yeah, I, I would like to see some chart, some breakdown, dude. It's somebody has that. It's it's someone I'm, has the analytics to <laughs> share it with us too. I just want to see it. Yeah, I'm not gonna do anything with it. I'm sure it's like the Avengers movie at like a billion views, and then Silver Surfer at like twenty thousand. <laughs> And just to see the comparisons, yeah. it's like when people talk about um, on Netflix, they talk about The Office still being the number one streamed show. That's fascinating. That is fascinating to me. I look at that and I go, "Don't you know? Like, I don't know. Lizzie so, McGuire's the number one stream show or something on on people love on their Disney Office, Plus." And you're like, "What? Like Seinfeld's got to be the same way." Uh, that's why that, that it's on Hulu. Hulu paid big bucks. They paid a, a to mil- get the streaming rights. It's a billion or a million. Or a whatever. lot, high millions. Yeah, high millions. That'd be more than a million. Jerry um, Seinfeld's a genius. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so yeah. So the those it is weird to have them omitted from the rest of the MCU movies, but that's that's kind of how that goes. Uh, I'm not sure that we'll see them on there. I like the uh, t- the two Spider-Man movies. I would love to see Homecoming and Far From Home on there, but I, I don't know that we'll ever see that. I mean, what what does Sony have to gain? I I guess they can take some royalties off but of it. But you think about Sony. I'd like to be. I'd like to see a list of all the things that Sony actually owns. Yeah. Because. I, that's not a company that will ever do a streaming service, right? I, I feel like the, the Sony wins more just by leaving it on Netflix. Like just well, that their, becomes the way you distribute it on there, and that's why Netflix can benefit from to, from really trying to gather up all the rest of the, of the all the rest of things. I mean, yeah. Um, a third category is uh, brand new films. This is probably not too much of a surprise, but uh, I think it is important to note that Disney has come out publicly and said that they don't have any plans on changing the release schedule so like now that disney plus is out some people were kind of guessing like oh well maybe they'll shorten the gap like between theater release and available on disney plus as of right now this could change in the future and i I, honestly i think it it could like in in maybe in a couple years not in the next two years probably but i think eventually i think it could change but as of right now the release schedule is the same so they're going to run a movie in the theaters for two or three months depending on how well it's doing frozen 2 is still out uh, at the time of this recording uh then uh, about four months after a theater release, they'll do video sales, and I think that's the main reason they're not putting it on Disney Plus. Yeah. Is they want they want those Blu-ray dollars, they want those um, the digital rentals, rentals. The digital yeah, rental. yeah, they they want those dollars first yeah. for at least a few months. Yeah. Um, basically, what Disney has said is that um, you can watch Frozen Two or any other movie seven months after its the its initial theater release. So, um, Frozen Two, as much as people would love to see it. At home on Disney Plus in like March, April, that's not going to happen. Uh, it's going to be summer. It'll be June or July um, by the time we actually finally see it at Disney Plus. So, um, you know, that's I'm sure for some people that's upsetting, but that's just business, man. Like that, that's just how money, money, dollar bills right. go. So, 
Uh, and then kind of a fourth category that they talked about was there are some movies that you will never see on there, like Song of the South. Well, you won't ever see that. 1946. <laughs> you won't ever see that. So uh, You also won't see other movies that are kind of in that same category, not because of the um, you know, kind of the... <laughs> The uh, racial things that well, or just the are very offensive generational more. stuff that back in the day people didn't really bat an eye about, but now I, I know someone like, will be offended by something. So. I've not watched it. I've not done a, like a comparison watching or anything, but I think there's a character or, or even a couple scenes that are completely deleted from the original Dumbo movie, the animated Dumbo Dumbo movie, and there's a deleted scene or a, like a post credit scene in Toy Story two um, that actually or yeah Toy Story two that. No, three, I'm sorry, that got removed as well just because it's controversial stuff. So you'll you'll see some of that. But it's important to note that, as again, at the time of this recording, Disney Plus is confirmed, Disney's confirmed, they're not bringing rated R movies to the service. So uh, technically they own the rights to Deadpool uh, and Logan and stuff like that, other Fox properties, but you won't see Deadpool and Logan on Disney Plus. They're, they're going to keep it locked at PG-13 and and lower. So Well, and that's how they'll use, because... Uh Disney owns a pretty good stake in Hulu. I think that's how they're going to use uh, Hulu for some of those uh, rated, get, rated R. They'll still get their streaming dollars through that. So they're smart. Um, they smart. Now I I mentioned I wrote down one kind of weird caveat. Um, one is so Tarzan, the animated Tarzan movie, which came out twenty years ago, uh-huh. nineteen ninety nine, a little over twenty years ago, uh, is still not on Disney Plus, and it won't be on Disney Plus until summer. Of 2020, because even though the movie came out 20 prior, years ago, prior deal, yeah. So for, I'm, I I tried to research this and figure out like what the heck is going on with Tarzan because every other movie that came out, Lion King, everything that came out in the 90s is on there and has been on Disney Plus from, from day one. As far as I can tell, most people just think it was really bad timing. Like someone, some like intern or something signed a piece of paper at some point. Uh-huh. Who, who knows? Like something went weird with Tarzan. And even though that movie is super old, it's not going to be on the service for like the first seven months of Disney Plus. Which, so if you love Tarzan, I, it's it's kind of maybe one of their lesser movies. But <laughs> I mean, but that Tarzan's got. Um, I don't know. It was nominated for. It, it was nominated the, for an is Oscar. It the Phil Collins. Yeah. Soundtrack. Um, uh, you'll be in my heart. It was it go. was nominated for an Oscar, yeah, an Academy Award. Big so. bucks there. <laughs> so it's a, it's a good movie, but um, yeah, I I think that's just an unfortunate like bad timing error, like comedy of errors type of thing. Like it's just so weird to me that that movie's not on the service. But um, so uh, so we don't have Toy Story four yet. Not until seven months have transpired. So I guess it's coming up pretty soon. Uh, but we do have like Forky asked a question and some other Toy Story four stuff on there. So um, so yeah, that's all I got on. On that segment. Um, I, oh, I, I should say this. If you're not familiar already with this, if you go to Disney Plus and you like say like, um, for example, um, oh, I don't know. Like toy, you could probably do this with Toy Story 4 or Frozen 2 or whatever. That Those may not have a link on there yet. But uh, I know like um, Star old Star Wars movies, Last Jedi and, and things like mm-hmm. that. You can add them to your watch list now, even though they're not available to watch right now. Yeah. And I don't know if you'll get a notification or something like that when they become available. But it will. Uh, there is a way to basically flag it so that like, hey, when this when a, this finally becomes available and I can watch this Avengers movie or whatever. A notification. Yeah. Yeah. So pretty cool. Cool. Uh, what else are you watching on Disney Plus? Uh, one thing I found, and I've actually got to look and see because I've been, I, I, I read about this the other day. I'd never heard of this until the other day when I started reading about the, the Disney. In 1979, Disney came out with a movie called The Black Hole. Oh, wow. And it is basically 
their attempt at Star Wars. Wow. Look this thing up. Um, that's what basically people are describing it as. Now, I'm not sure. I don't know if you are you logged in to Disney Plus. Uh, I can't be. Could you pull it up real quick? I want to see if it's on here. Yeah, I've never heard of this. Movie. Yeah, I hadn't either. Wow, and it I, is like that. It's got yeah, a droid and everything. Yeah, it's very much like that. And I'm very interested to see this because I may have to pull the old uh, horror movie podcast out of math- mothballs. <laughs> Maybe we do a dual episode where we talk about it on this show, and then we um, also just send it over to that. Uh, that show as well, and we uh, go that route. Let's okay, see so for, yeah, it's the black hole. So, so for one thing, I've never heard of this movie. It came out the same year as Star Wars, which is crazy. To Can me. I do a promo? Can uh, I do a movie promo? Yes, and I, and I certainly didn't know it was on Disney Plus. So tell me about this. The USS Cygnus is perched precariously at the edge of a black hole. The vast, empty nothingness where space and time end. Anything that crosses its borders enters a universe of complete unknown. In this story of genius robots, <laughs> mad humanoids, audiences take a spectacular descent into nature's ultimate mystery, the black hole. So is this one that you've seen or are wanting to I see? I want to see it. Okay. And I was reading about this this week. And I, was, and I, I, I and can I, want to see this too. Yeah, I don't know if you do this, but I'll see something throughout the day and then I'll get to busy working, blah, 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 blah. I bet you can play this trailer on here, can't you? Uh, I don't know. No? Okay, you don't want to? Okay. I, I, we probably could. But. Anyway, so long story short, um, I kept forgetting about it, and I forgot to k- keep looking. It's Look kinda at get, that. I, I'm kind of getting some Tron vibes well, from got, it. This trailer has the 1.4 million views. Yeah, the, the, we're kind of kind Jeez. of scrubbing through the trailer. I'm loving it. Look at uh, that. It is very... Marching Star Wars. We are robots. Stormtroopers. There's droids. Dude, that droid looks like R2-D2. Look at that. The bleeps and blorps. Shoot him! <laughs> um... Yeah. Anyway, I'm, I'm so feeling this, man. I'm excited about this. Um, I'm hoping. Uh, this so how about this movie coming out literally the same within months of yeah. Star Wars? Well, the original Star Wars. It. Like I said, I'm it hoping looks nothing like it. Well, and I'm hoping it's total crap. I'm, so. It looks like total. Crap. I'm, ho- I'm hoping it's, it's total crap. I mean, like this, per- oh! this, this person literally has tinfoil on her head. Well, it just goes to <laughs> show cheap. you. you, can, you can it just goes to show cheap. you. Even a big company like Disney uh, can make some stinkers. How about that? Um, okay, so, so I'm excited about Black this. Hole available now. Um, I I don't know. Like I said, maybe we. Oh, look at that tinfoil hat. Um, <laughs> it's literally that looks really bad. <laughs> uh, watch the, the black hole. At least watch the trailer on YouTube, if if not the whole movie. But um, yeah, it's an yeah. hour and thirty seven minutes. That. That's a long trailer too. So. <laughs> okay. Uh, wow. There you go, pal. I'm, I'm. You've got me interested. Woo! Pump for the black hole. Um. So. Je- uh, Jordan, I've been watching Jordan this week. I've been off work the- every day this week um, just because it's Christmas break and I work at the college. Um, and she has been watching Muppet Moments. Oh. Have, you- have you checked any of these no. out? So these are, it's very interesting. Muppet Moments are uh, short, like literally one minute, like one minute or at the most two minutes long uh, episodes of basically a Muppet character and a child, like a three or four year old kid uh, just having conversations. <laughs> And it is honestly some of the funniest. Some it sounds like Sesame Street. Yeah, it is. Phil? It is very similar to Sesame Street. Um, the kids are the cutest Aww, kids. Oh, look! Uh, they're so funny. Uh, all all of your favorite characters: Gonzo, Miss Piggy, Kermit, um, Fozzie Bear, um, Rolf. All, all of the characters are in this series. There are. Uh, 41 episodes, which sounds like a lot, but uh, keep in mind they're like a minute a piece. So mm-hmm. like you, you could probably watch every episode in less than an hour. Um, and they're really, really funny. And the, honestly, I was t- telling Jessica about it cause she hadn't, it was just me and Jordan that watched it. 
Jordan was dying. She was laughing at like every episode. Um, it is funny, not just because the kids are silly, um, but also because the character, the Muppet characters are also really funny in it too. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's a testament to the uh, improv nature of Muppets. Like that the, the actors that are that see this, this one with the bear, like this, like big, like teddy, huge teddy bear. Yeah. Not fuzzy bears. Like Bobo. Huge, yeah. Bobo um is like and they're they're kid topics so like they're talking about um you know your ears or letters or numbers but then also like heavier stuff like um marriage or i mean it's lighthearted yeah. silly stuff but what do you what do you think about marriage or what do you think about uh christmas or what are your favorite foods there's this news flash guy that comes on about every five or six episodes mm-hmm. and he's literally it's improv on the kids side so he says um he goes this just then uh you know uh you know this this kid has can make a silly face and then it's literally on that kid to like make a silly face just on the on the spot and it is so hilarious like some of the things go as plans things don't go as plans because you're dealing with kids yeah and these the ability of these actors to react on the spot with some of the funniest lines is is fascinating really really good ad lib yeah it's really good i love it so it's not quite like robin williams level like he was kind of the master at ad lib just on the spot unbelievable Um, but it's it's pretty pretty close pretty similar at times so uh highly recommend it uh honestly muppet moments muppet moments um it says they came out in 2014 so it must have come out as something like hulu probably but um i had not heard of it it's been out for five years maybe digital stuff maybe a a Muppet like website or something. Muppet, Muppet. The Muppets com. have a YouTube channel. I mean, it's a. I mean, yeah. YouTube channel. So uh, it's all uh, gorgeous. Is there any Swedish chef? Uh, I think so. Is the we Swedish didn't watch chef, all of them. We he's hard to under, He is very hard to understand, though. Yeah. And uh, but but very funny. Yeah. Uh, there, there's one where Fozzie Bear um uh, says he loves jokes, or whatever, and he asks the kid to tell a joke, and it's like a total kid joke, like. It's it is really really worth a watch. If you if you even if you don't have children, it, it deserves a watch in my opinion. Okay, very so, cool. Yeah, it's it's very funny. Muppet moments. So Muppet moments, check it out uh, for free. If you have Disney Plus, you already have access. Beautiful. Um, well, that's about it. I think for this episode. Okay. Um, thanks for hanging out with us. Uh, here is what we're going to talk about next week. Um, I will be watching this movie for the first time. Jack has seen it, um, but uh, we talked about movies that are kind of delayed or late to come to Disney+. Plus. I guess it's been about seven months, but uh, Aladdin came out last year, the 2019 um, yes. uh, you know, in-person remake. And I, I thought about this too, like... It, I want to, so I want us to watch Aladdin. You don't have to watch it again if you don't want to, but I'm going to watch it for the first time. Um, so I'll have some fresh takes on it. It doesn't come out until Wednesday. Um, if you're listening to this um, right after we record it, it's coming out on the 8th of January. Uh, we're going to review it just a few days later on Saturday, post this um, by Saturday night or Sunday of next week. Uh, by the way, we're, we are going to start recording on Saturdays. So we'll get this up a day earlier than what we were doing for Mandalorian. Um, but yeah, uh, I want to talk about uh, Aladdin, the 2019 live action movie. And then I also want to kind of talk about just live action remakes in general. Um, what, what Disney's kind of their new uh, fad <laughs> over the last four or five years has been to kind of, I want to talk about the Lion King, you know, good or bad. Jungle like, Book. Yeah, Jungle Book. Lots, lots of those movies have been redone. Even some of the princess ones have been redone. Uh, Cinderella and Beauty and the Beast. So can I tell you, can I give a you a five letter word? For why they're doing these? M. Money, 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 money. <laughs> Everybody's got a price. 
uh, what you're telling us that we don't have to write a story, but we can still make a billion dollars. Let's see. <laughs> if you like things like that, uh, watch the uh, uh, pitch meetings for on ScreenRant.com. Oh, so good. They're pretty darn good. <laughs> he goes over that a lot. Um, I think eventually I, I would like to see the, the Lady in the Tramp movie, but I want to see this one more. So <laughs> we're going to watch Aladdin uh, and then review that movie next week. So if you haven't watched Aladdin, uh, now's your time. Uh, you can watch it for free if you have Disney Plus as of January 8th. So that's what we're going to be talking about uh, next week. Uh, two weeks from now, tentatively, uh, no promises, but I think we're going to maybe try to talk about um, high School Musical the oh my musical series. I really hope it works out. We've got several people. I want to say several people. And you there, can there include be, all of us. There could be as many as five people in this studio. Talking about so. it. And we'll we'll, <laughs> we'll make sure to moderate it in a way, in a way that it makes sense aud- audibly. Um, but we, we have three friends that have been watching it. You, uh, and are big cr- fans. Correct me if I'm wrong. Neither one of us have watched it. No. Right? Okay. I've not, I've I'll been, need to watch at least a little bit to get yeah, a, a feel I, for it. Even though I've turning it over I, to them I mostly just kind of want to watch them the three of them Interact. talk about it <laughs> so uh, one of them uh, won't be in I studio, love the three movies though I'm going to tell you right now yeah the only reason I'm saying yeah this could make sense I love the three movies uh, and my son loves the three movies yeah so I mean, I need to watch some of those. Episodes. Here's how removed I am from the just the property of High School Musical. I've only seen the third one. <laughs> so, really? Yeah. Well, it was in theaters. Yeah. My favorite is the second one. Oh, okay. It's summer. It's this, summer. This has no connection no, to the movies no, at all, no. right? Screech is not in it. Uh, <laughs> Zach Morris isn't. I'm just joking. Yeah, yeah. None of them are in it. Zach Efron's not in it. Nobody's in it. Okay. But we will, like I said, we will, uh, I will watch some episodes of it. Um, so. Yeah, I'll watch it at least one or two episodes. Yeah. How long are the episodes? Like 40 minutes or whatever? Is that probably. Mandalorian? It's normal, so. yeah. Um, I'll, I'll probably watch a couple episodes. I'm not going to watch the whole series. I can tell you that right now. Um, I, I, I don't want to say sp- that. You may watch it and be like, <laughs> I love it. I don't want to spoil anything. Uh, kind of let them talk about it. But I think at least a couple of our friends are pretty high on it. They, they, they like it. So. Uh, We will talk about that in a couple weeks. But until then, have a great week. Uh, Watch Aladdin on as of Wednesday as as we record this. And we'll see you next time. It's a whole new world. Don't you dare close your eyes. Every moment gets better. Oh, I love you.